You're listening to Project Palladium. This is a podcast brought to you by high school students who are interested in gaining a deeper understanding of the world around them. And today, hi, my name is Chow. My name is Ronald. How often do you read? Uh, I read about every night or just every day in general. Try to get thirty minutes in a day. Do you have you always read like every day, or is this like a some type of new thing or? No, it's something fairly new. Before this year, I didn't really read, and I wasn't really much of a reader. But then this year, I found more of an appreciation for reading, and I try to read as often as possible now. Like, what sparked that? Just genuine curiosity in multiple topics. So, the main way to learn more, I discovered, was to read. And if you look at like some of the smartest and greatest people, or, or most most successful people,、mm-hmm. they always talk about reading and how much they read. So it's clearly very important. So, what are some topics that you like to read?、Uh, I like to read about investing,、um, about、okay. mindset, philosophy, things that directly apply to me. Social media use, so all things that fascinate me. When you read, do you feel like you're part of the story, or do you feel like it's something that you know? What 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 would be the enjoyment in reading? It's mainly for learning and just being in that deep thought, because especially in this world with social media, there's no real. Deep thought anymore. Everything is just quick thinking, mind-numbing. Nothing's really reflective or really makes you think anymore. I feel like, and I, I make sure to take notes. Like the best part about reading for me is taking notes, so I can look upon those points later, and I don't have to reread the entire book. I just have the important parts that stuck with me. I completely agree with that. I think a lot of times, especially in this, this day and age, where we rush through everything, you know, we watch TikTok, which is you know a minute. Per video clip and、mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram, everything is so fast that you really don't have time to process yeah, it. Yeah, process it. Yeah.、Exactly. Therefore, I think reading does slow you down. So I think it's only fitting that we use this opportunity, of form of podcast, to right to think about some of the books that we read together. This episode contains spoilers for the book Five Grits of the Dying by Bronnie Ware. I guess my first question to you, Ronald, is: When was last time you thought about death? Never really had to think about death, but I'd say the last time I thought about death was during the coronavirus pandemic and seeing all all the numbers of the death toll rising each day and、uh, the mortality rate in each state and across the country. Absolutely. Right now is you know late January of 2021. I think the last number I heard was over 400,000 people have died.、Mm-hmm. In United States alone, so a friend of mine's mother caught COVID early on. So I think April, May ish that she caught it. She went to the hospital, put into a coma, and had a、um, had almost everything, you know, all the medical equipments put in her. And、uh, I think she passed away two weeks later. When I was reading this book, a lot of it is to think about whether or not she had any regrets. Where she had time to think about whether or not she had regrets,、mm, as to think about life and what she's done and what she and where she was going. Because she only had two weeks, yeah. Right, and especially, I think when she went to the hospital, she, she was put into induced coma, so she probably never thought about dying. You know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I don't think anybody thought they were gonna die. They were gonna die. Put you know, go to the hospital, and therefore everything will be fine. But as I've learned. The hospital doesn't actually do anything for you. You really have to fight this on your own. Yeah, if you get to that stage, it's not very doesn't look very good for you. Yeah, if you have to go to the hospital. 
So I wondered what her last thoughts were, and that's that. I think that's the contrast between that story and this book. This book, yeah, because everyone she wrote about had time to process. A very long time. A、they、long time to like, process. Years, almost it seems like. Or with her, they spent months together before they finally passed away. So she had time to really get to know them and know their story. And she was with them for like fourteen hours a day. Or I think she lived with a few of them、right. in the book. So she's with them twenty four seven. I think her job gave her a special place and 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 an interesting opportunity to look at the dying and be able to soak in all the knowledge that they could share, you know. And I, I mean, good for her. I feel like she was able to be that observant, you know, took that in and and asked those questions and 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 talked to them. You know, because a lot of times I feel like I haven't really had a lot of interactions with people who are near death. So, do you think in that situation you would just kind of be there and not really look to absorb information from them the way she did?、You、right. Kind of just take care of them and go on with your day. Exactly. So that's the first thought that I had when I was reading the book, the fact that she was able to do that—not just her job, but beyond her job—actually talk to them and. Listen to their concerns, or you know, learn about their life. So, Ronald, what's one part of the book that struck you the most? The part of the book that struck me the most was a subsection of the first regret, and the first regret is to live a life true to yourself,、right. not of what others expected of you. And the subsection I really liked was the idea that you are your environment.、Uh, place yourself in a bad environment. And bad things will follow. Place yourself in an environment that encourages learning, healthy habits, and challenges you. You will flourish. So,、mm-hmm. that idea is great. And I also pair that idea with the quote,、um, "Like you are your five closest best friends." Yeah. So making yeah, yeah. sure you're always like in a a good circle、True. of like intelligent, hardworking people. Yeah. Making sure you're not getting caught up in the bad crowd. Yeah. I think that's a good lesson to learn so early on. And the reason I like that so much is because in the book, she gives the story of a guy. Who who seemingly had it all in life. He, he was like a young bil- millionaire, I believe. Right. And he got into a bad accident. And then once he was in a retirement home, because that's how bad he got messed up, that he had to be in a retirement home. Right. He was just surrounded by people who were close to death, and they had no more goals because they were seventy, eighty years old. They had accomplished everything they wanted. Yeah, they have done it all. Yeah. So they weren't really pushing themselves and learning more. So, because he was in that environment and, surround, and surrounded by these people all day, he took on that mentality. Even though before he was this guy full of life, always try, trying to push himself, but because he's in, in this new environment, he slowly turned into these old people, and he just, he was never the same. And his family could never like get him back to his old self. So, for you in your life, has that applied to you? Like thinking back to like your childhood and even now? Absolutely. I feel、uh, reading is one of those things where. It's very easy to give up. It's it's so easy to turn on Netflix or you know Disney Plus or whatever and watch the latest show and basically be numb, you know,、mm-hmm. by the entertainment. I think it's very easy to f- to fall into that abyss and and hard to get out. That's why I got you know this year since we have been reading together with all these books and I feel like we have each other to sort of encourage each other. To read and to be inspired and and think about things that we generally don't think about, even unconsciously. Like 
you know, during the pandemic, I didn't I didn't think past that number, the number of 10,000 people dead, 50,000 people dead, 100,000 people dead. Like those were just numbers rather than something more meaningful. And I think reading this book made me thought about the regrets, how many regrets were carried amongst these people. Right. And, and not even talked about or or expressed or, or resolved, you know, and that's what's what's insane. Another thing about this book, though, that I thought was fantastic. That's something, again, I never even thought about or or think will be so vividly described are the moments of death. There, there's one portion of it. She wrote about the smell of death. After a while, she's able to sense when the person's going to pass away. That to me is insane. Have you ever thought about, like, there's a different smell when you're about to die? Not when you're about to die, but, you know, of course, like, a week later when your body's decomposing. But no one ever talks about that moment, like, right before and during death. She wrote about that process to me, and and she went through so many different deaths just from people she took care of. But every moment is different. And some of our little bit violent, some of are peaceful. But the fact that she's able to smell death to me that is something that blew my mind i remember reading that section and just had to sort of take a moment and realize there's a point that life stops that's one of the reasons why i really enjoy this book because there's all these small details i never thought about obviously to me the the title of the book is so attractive top five regrets of the dying it sounds like if you just read the five sentences and then it's over it's done with but I think it's each lesson that she demonstrated really well, like the one you talked about. I think that's incredibly powerful. I think the regret that resonated with me the most is the regret of I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends more. I moved a lot all my life. So because all these moves that I that I had. You lost a lot of friends along the way. Right. Because it was just number one, it was difficult to keep track of. And back then, like, I didn't have a cell phone that can memorize all the numbers. I had to write it on the notebook. I guess that that notebook got lost and I just lost all my connections. And, and I think I lost those connections not only because of lack of technology and distance, but also because I was busy, I was busy making new ones. Apparently, every couple of years, you know, I do that again and again and again. And just, you sort of lose contact. And also, it certainly is difficult to sort of keep track of your day-to-day life. And when you have someone that's really far away, you have less thing to talk about. You know, you have less chances to meet up and then to... Discuss to sh- daily life and commonalities. Right. And I think that's what I regret the most. Lost those connections because, I mean, this sounds cheesy, but there's 7 billion people on earth. You know, what, what are the chances that you meet with that one person? You know what I mean? Exactly. Even just that small moment in time you had that connection but because you did a poor job of maintaining that you're letting that go obviously you know i don't have their contact information anymore so it's right now it feels impossible to to get back right to get to know them but i guess moving forward right one thing about about reading these books like you said a lot of it it's not about looking at regrets but it's about looking forward and then see what you can do better exactly and how you can prevent these things from happening to you so hopefully I'll do better with that. Yeah, same for me. I think this also applies for me. Graduating from high school in two years, I have social media, but 
that doesn't mean you're gonna have a strong connection you can have 500 facebook friends and have like two people you actually talk to so i think for me it's important to make sure i continue to talk to the people you know on the soccer team in this club and just my fellow classmates so ronald would you recommend this book to other people to read absolutely not only is it good actionable advice but she's had a really interesting life and i think people should learn about her life and seeing how she's grown and how she transferred her messages and her story to readers i think it's invaluable to read to be honest so i think anyone could enjoy it it applies to everyone so would you recommend this book mr Lo? i think i would recommend this book for people who are slightly older i understand you read it you think you're gonna apply it but i think a lot of these messages are not there yet yeah of course not you know a lot of these messages not hitting you just yet yeah you have not lost those friends yeah you have not worked so hard i think i think it's good to read it now and then come back in 10 years Maybe even 20 longer, years yeah, yeah. And then come back and go mm, yes <laughs> i think that may be a good time to reread this book but i would definitely recommend this book it's a good book to read to reflect on your life were you doing that a lot while reading this book like maybe you read something and then took like five minute break to just think about your own life and yes how it applies to you i did i actually did i like almost every end of every death that occurred in the book i think i had to take a minute or two and just sort of take a deep breath and go damn let's you know that's it's hard because every story ends with a death and it's um it's it's like the opposite of a good book. Like you just want to, you don't want people to die when you read a book or watch a movie. And you know, when you, once she mentions a name, you know, she or he is going to die by the end of the chapter. And the way she tags you along, it's like, it's like you, you were there. Yeah. Like you were taking care of the person with yes. her. And so it really hits you hard when you, they die. You get to be joyful when she describes those moments they had that made their day, mm. right? I remember this uh, this chapter where she, uh, she helped this old lady reconnect with her friends. And that moment of when she and her friends met, yeah, I was happy, yeah. she was happy. She went out for a walk. Uh -huh. and, and they talked for hours. They talked for hours, They she phoned her yeah. and was like, thank you so much for reconnecting. I was genuinely, joyful i was like wow such a great moment and then bam they're the same i believe it was the same page yep. she did she died later that she night died later that night that hit hard the way she wrote it too right you were mm -hmm. with a character even though you only read what five six pages then but you were with the person yeah it felt like you know them and then that was the journey you both went through and it's hard. It's not an easy book to read, I think. But I enjoyed every page, every word. I definitely think it's a good book to read. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to Mr. Lou and I talk about one of our favorite books and the first book we actually read together. We hope to make this a series in the future and continue to talk about more books and you know get more people involved with reading and share knowledge with the world. Thank you for listening to Project Palladium. This show is brought to you by Element Project of Shamanad High School, located in Mineola, New York. This show was produced and hosted by Chow S. Liu and Ronald Jubwin. Special thanks to Brother Thomas Cleary, Peter Dubon, Brother Thomas Terrell, 
and the rest of the Element crew. You can visit our website at element.shamnat-hs.org or email us at element at shamnat-hs.org.